What's up, everyone? Welcome back to DeskCast episode 3. I'm Aiden. I'm joined with Thomas. First What's episode up? for Thomas. What's up, guys? My first episode of many. Yep. Jack Schultz. What's up, guys? Jack back here again. Yep. And a special guest, sports expert, Instagram video expert, Jake the Snake. Thank you, Aiden. I'm just here to say, let's get down to business. Yes, sir. All right. So we're going to be starting with the NFL draft. So I'm going to ask Jake the Snake to start things off. You think you can name a few winners out of the draft? I can name, you know, three. Uh, I think that my Jets, uh, my New York Jets won the uh, the draft. I think, like, you know, Zach Wilson's going to be a really good quarterback. I like the uh, the trade-up to only give up, you know, two third-round picks, especially for a guard that was uh, as coveted as um, Elijah Vera Tucker. And, like, I really liked the Elijah Moore pick in, at pick 34. I also loved the, um, the Michael Carter. We actually got two Michael Carters. On our team, wow. the uh, the one the running back from North Carolina and the one from uh, from Duke, you know, and I, obviously like I really liked the uh, the collection of hybrid uh, defensive players that can not only play, you know, linebacker but could also you know you know blitz off the edge and stuff like that. You know, Chris Creep mismatch, you know, nightmares for for the offense and uh, you know that that's what we got to get back to. You know, obviously with Rex Ryan and um, you know they've obviously we got to do the ground and pound. And you know we got we just gotta have a strong defense. I also think the Ravens won it, and I also think the Bears won it. You know, obviously, I also think uh, Schultz's uh, New York Giants also won the draft. Oh yeah, I think one minute one winner that you missed was the Miami Dolphins taking Facts. Waddle and then Jalen Phillips. <laughs> also, round two, pick forty-two, Liam Eikenberg, Notre Dame tackle. Notre Dame produces very good offensive linemen, and I think that he could be a steal of the draft. I mean, like, this is pretty simple. I just saying the Jaguars. Like, they just got Trevor Lawrence. Like, obviously, it's, like, simple. But, like, I think Trevor Lawrence is generational talent. And to land him, like, even if you got the number one pick, I think that's, like, you're, you're a winner. Sorry you know, that. one thing, I, I'm going to disagree on you with that one. Because they got uh, another running back, which wasn't very smart of them. Because they also have James Robinson. And he also had a standout year. He had an amazing year. And picking another run, run, top-tier running back was, was not very smart by them. I completely agree. James Robinson had a breakout rookie year. And you're going to draft ETN. with a, There's a lot of good depth in this running back draft class. You could have gone with Trey Sermon later in the draft, who popped off at the end of the year for Ohio State. I just don't think you need to reach with ETN. I think they're weak on the defensive side, and I think they should have went with a defensive player. But obviously, with Trevor Lawrence, they're going to be a lot better. But I just think that they could have made better picks. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree, and you know James Robinson. He's like the first. He was the first uh, undrafted player to rush for for a thousand yards, I think. And the other thing is that like, while James Robinson is good, I could kind of see the pick because not only with the Clemson reunion, but like you got they, they people you know that may that watch like the Jaguars like with David Garrard, you know know how, how good the uh, the Fred Taylor and uh, Maurice Jones uh, Drew uh, duo was, and like. I feel like they're trying to, you know, get maybe some of that back. But I definitely agree with Schultz and uh, Thomas. I definitely feel like they should have either drafted a receiver, an offensive lineman, or, you know, potentially gotten, you know, a really good defensive player. You know, JOK was still on the board. I have a question for you, Jake. How do you think Urban Meyer will adapt to the NFL rather than college football? It's going to be hard. You know, obviously, you know, we've seen, like, you know, good college uh, coaches. You know, they've obviously failed in the NFL. I'll just name a few, like, Nick Saban, he's arguably the greatest, probably not even arguably, the greatest college football coach in the history of college football. You know, he didn't really do that that well with Miami, although they were very close to signing a deal with with, uh, with Drew Brees. 
you know, before he went to the Saints. You know, but other than that, he wasn't really that, you know, good in the NFL. He was Belichick's defensive assistant when Belichick was the head coach in, in uh, Cleveland. Um, but other than that, like, you know, it's going to be hard. I mean, but I definitely think Urban Meyer can do it. You know, he's just got to find it like... That, that structure that he had with with uh, with Florida, you know, other than like, you know, 41 players on that 2008 uh, Gator team getting arrested. So, <laughs> yeah, that's absurd. Yeah, I have a question for you. So, Mac Jones to the Patriots, how do you think he'll do there with Belichick and everything like that? Like, he's been able to, he was able to, well, it's an argument if Tom Brady and Belichick, like, Belichick actually is like, what's the word? Like, Responsible, responsible for Tom Brady's success, or is it like mainly Tom Brady? So, what do you think Belichick can do with Mac Jones? Honestly, I think like you know, it's it, it's like 50 50. Tom Brady is arguably not the best quarterback in NFL history. Um, Belichick is the best defensive mind and the best coach in NFL history. I think it's 50 50 because they both needed each other to win, and the thing is, like, you know, for the first three Super Bowls, maybe not Super Bowl 38 against the Panthers. You know, for the most part, you know, the beginning of his career, although Tom Brady was good, he was mainly like a game manager because they had a great running game with Corey Dillon and Kevin Falk, but they also had a, like a dominant, and I mean a dominant defense with with uh, with Asante Samuel, Rodney Harrison, Did Ty they have Law. High Tower at that time as well. Uh, no, they had uh, they had a very good linebacking core though. They had uh, Teddy Bruschi. Uh, Willie McGinnis. They had a, a young, uh, you know, Vince Wilfork before he, you know, he, he became what he became. It was a gr- really, really good defense. And consider the thing is, one year, like the Patriots were missing almost all of their their cornerbacks, and they still went fourteen and two, and you know, won, won the Super Bowl. And that was their it was back to back, and it was like three and uh, four years. I have a comment on the Mac Jones situation. I'm not a big supporter of Mac Jones at all. I don't think Alabama QBs translate to the NFL very well at all. I think he was a system quarterback at Alabama. He was throwing to Devonta Smith, who was honestly wide open half the time. He had the best running back in college football, an insane O-line, a very old, like a lot of fifth-year senior O-linemen. And I don't know if his game's going to translate to the NFL, but I'm open to it. I think that he could – I don't – honestly, I didn't think that he should have gone top – like I didn't want the 49ers taking him, but 15 to the Patriots could be a steal in my opinion. But – I'm happy to see what he can do, especially with Cam Newton there. It's going to be interesting. All right, and then, Jake, I have another question. This is kind of going off the draft, but it sticks with the NFL theme. So I saw on Instagram you were talking about the Aaron Rodgers situation with the trade and the Packers. How do you think that will end out, and where do you think it will go if he does leave? Um, Honestly, you know, and I definitely deleted that and like, because and I, I kind of realized <laughs> that, uh, that I was wrong. Like, But the thing is, like, what I was trying to say was, like, the Packers have wasted so many opportunities with him and, like, and it's not even because like of, of it's not even because of the NFC chokes. It's because they hired that hack of a coach in Mike McCarthy that would, that, that that did nothing, you know, that did nothing but but waste Aaron Rodgers' prime for, from around like, you know, they did win the Super Bowl against the Steelers in uh, 2010, 2011. But other than that, like, you know, he's had to carry so many, you know, Packer teams, especially with, with, with considering how many like awful and horrendous defenses that that, that they have. But the, the main thing like that I, that I'm like you know worried about is like I feel like Aaron Rodgers like I'm a little 50-50 on it. I definitely agree with his side because the Packers have not given him, you know, like a first round talent. Like think about it. You trade up to, in, in the 2019 draft and there's so many, you know, potential talents on the board. You and you take Jordan Love. And that? Why don't 
taken a receiver. Why the hell Devontae Adams or something like that? What are you? What is the Green Bay GM doing? Like, do do they not realize that Aaron Rodgers' time with the Packers is running out? Like, do do they not even re- realize that? Like, hey, like you know, he, he's going to get his A word trade traded out of there. You know, honestly, Green Bay, you need to trade Rod- Rodgers ASAP. You've done nothing but but wait, waste his career so far. And what makes it what makes it even worse? Like, you're supposed to be this legendary franchise. You're supposed to be one of the the first NFL organizations. I do respect the Packers, but how come you've had Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre in the past 30 years? Yeah, you've only gotten one Super Bowl out of each. That's just disgraceful. <laughs> that is just disgraceful. Back, 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 back to uh, either Thomas or uh, Charles. Back. How do you feel about them taking a corner this year instead of getting Aaron Rodgers a weapon? Are you pissed off about that? Um, no, I'm not, you know, obviously like there were some good receivers, you know, there, there was, you know, still, you know, some a good receivers good on the receivers. board, a lot of good receivers, thank, thank you. But, um, but the other thing is like, I kind of really like Eric Stokes, like, but the reason why I think like they, they, they took Eric was because of, of how like, you know, burnt, you know, Kevin King got, you know, all, you know, throughout all the NFC championship against the Bucks, you know, but my question for the defensive coordinator why in the final seconds, when you know Tampa is, is going to drive down the field, you know that, that Tom Brady's a bad mother effer, why, why do you have Kevin slow-ass Kevin King in, sing, in, in, in single coverage against one of the fastest players in football and you let up a touchdown? That, to me, in my opinion, that was what lost the Packers that game. And also, like, you know, not how, how do you intercept Tom Brady three times, but you don't do jack shit with any of it? That, that 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 was what what made me furious and like but how much do you feel like you know that blame goes to Aaron Rodgers and also Matt LaFleur yeah yeah for <clears> sure <throat> all right so I think we should go around the table talk about like who we think is going to be in the Super Bowl or we can just say NFC AFC conference championship so I'll go with me first I'm a little biased I think Seattle Seahawks are making the NFC championship game <laughs> we have we kept all of our guys pretty much. We still got Russell Wilson, although we'll see how that situation pans out. We re-signed Chris Carson. We re-signed Tyler Lockett to the big deal. We still got Metcalf. We got Jamal Adams. You know who we have. We're nice. Uh, we didn't have many picks in our draft because of the Jamal Adams trade. I think we had like a league low three at the beginning of it. Um, I like our chances, and I'm also going to go with the Buccaneers again. Uh, Tom Brady just never count that guy out. I've learned that over the years. That team is still stacked. So, I'm going Seahawks, Buccaneers, NFC Championship. AFC. Oh, AFC. I'm not actually sure on the AFC yet. i got to think about it. Do you have a thought on the NFC, Thomas? The NFC, as much as I hate to say it, the Bucks signed all their starters back, offensive and defensive side. And I think they're going back for the Super Bowl. I'm not a big fan of Brady, but I have to respect that he's the GOAT. And then AFC, big prediction right here I think that the Browns can make the Super Bowl I'm pretty big on the Browns obviously Patrick Mahomes is a very good quarterback and could make it again but the Browns coming in this year with a Super Bowl championship wow wow what do you think well you know I'm glad that you brought this up and um and to be honest you know it's definitely hard because obviously I feel like Tampa's going to go in the NFC, but it, it's definitely not going to be easy for Tampa because you've still got teams like the Seahawks and like, and I feel like the Seahawks defense will definitely improve because like this is the first year like you know in with within that system and I can understand you know why Jamal Adams was not really comfortable and I can understand like as you know Kevin Norton Ken Norton Jr. was a pretty bad defensive coordinator I feel like it was mostly bad scheming like the Seahawks definitely have the the scheming you know they definitely have the talent 
Um, you know, but the NFC is like really, really stacked. You know, I just feel like the Buccaneers are going to pull it out, but I feel like it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Mm-hmm. But for the AFC, I'm still going with the Chiefs, but I feel like teams are definitely going to give them a ride, a run for their money. Just, just like last year, the Bills, the Browns. Um, I could see the Colts also making a run as well with Carson Wentz. Yeah, uh, so you think it's going to be like a rematch next year, you think? Like, uh, it's a rematch in the Super Bowl this year, Chiefs and Buccaneers? I could honestly see that. You know, I, I could definitely see that. And the Chiefs have definitely done a really good job. Like, you know, obviously restructuring Patrick Mahomes' contract. Um, you know, not only restructuring Patrick Mahomes' contract, Travis Kelsey's, and all the other guys. Like, we'll see how, what, what Tyreek Hill wants to do. Like, obviously, he doesn't want to take, like, a pay cut, but, like, but if he were to take one, I feel like it would be huge, especially, you know, with, like, you know, the cap situation that they have. Like, I really like their offensive line. I think their defense is definitely going to come back stronger than ever. And, like, you know, I could also really see the um, – I could see maybe the Titans as well. The Titans are, like, my dark horse. Also the Broncos if they get Deshaun or uh, Aaron Rodgers. Kevin Byard the GOAT. Uh, going off that, uh, NFC, I really – I'm really liking the Bills. Um <laughs> Bills or AFC? Oh, sorry, my bad, my bad. AFC, I'm really liking the Bills. Sorry, my bad, my bad. Uh, but I'm really liking Josh Allen. I think he's gonna make a comeback on Patty Mahomes in the chip again. Um, not in the actual Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, but NFC. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with the Bucks as well. I like I like their chances. They're they've got a stacked offensive core. Biggest thing I think in the NFL as a quarterback is taking the pay cut. Patrick Mahomes, this huge contract. The reason why Brady wins every year is because he takes the pay cut. Tell him, Jake, how much does Brady get paid? Nothing. He, 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 he gets nothing. Like, and Aaron Rodgers, to you, stop being a little baby. Free, free up some, some effing cap space. And if you want to win now, then tell the GM to, to draft the wide receiver. He's a little, you know, brain, you know, brain, brain dead. But, uh. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's actually facts. Want to know what Joe Burrow did, or Joe Burrow, first year, he has, he's a rookie. And guess what? He got them to draft Jamar Chase. If he can do it, then Aaron Rodgers can. Fact. He's a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think that the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl next year. Oof, I no. think that, Thomas, you said the Bucks or Chiefs, did you say we're going to win? Oh, sorry, you said the Browns? You said the Browns? All right, she said, so we got Chiefs, Browns. You said, you th- who do you think is going to win it? Um, I still got the Chiefs and Bucks, and and you know, like I said, I said before, it's not going to be easy for either team. Every te- those two teams, they're the the you know the epitome of, of what you know great franchises do. And but you know, as I said before, they're going to get their best shot. Everybody's going to get their best shot, but they got that will in them. They got the heart, and they know they know it too. Every team's you know going to go after them. It's not going to be easy. But you know what? I think they'll they'll having do it. So who do you think is gonna win, Chiefs or Bucks? Uh, it's gonna be close. Like obviously, like you know, last year the Chiefs were not prepared for what the Bucks, you know, threw at them. I thought that was like, other than the you know the Seahawks demolition of the Broncos in Super Bowl, um, you know, uh, forty eight, you know, where, where they like you know, you know they they held a league MVP Peyton Manning to only eight points in that you know stacked Bronco offense, you know. But I feel like the Chiefs are going to be more prepared. They're going to see like the film and like. But what the Bucks were doing, and I'm going to explain this in like as best terms, like they were disguising their their coverages a lot. They were disguising their coverages like 
and they made sure they put a contain on Patrick Mahomes. They made sure, like, hey, we're they said they said, you know, probably the beginning, like, we're not going to let Patrick Mahomes escape out of the pocket. We're not going to let him make plays. You know, obviously, like they, they've got a decent offensive line. They've got a lot of their starters injured, but let let's make let's see what Patrick Mahomes can do when we disguise our coverages and we, we double Tyree Kill. You know, we we absolutely destroy Travis Kelsey in the middle of the field with, with our two great middle linebackers in Levante David and you know Devin White, and let's see like you know what Patrick Mahomes can can pull it off. Obviously. There, there were some incredible throws, even though they were incomplete. They were some of the greatest throws that I, I've ever seen. In, Most in athletic, life. too. Most athletic, too. To, like, you know, go go like this, like, side, sidearm it and almost, ha- you know, have it complete. And like, but obviously... I think he hit, like, Sammy Watkins in the face or something with one of those passes. Yeah, no, it was crazy. And But the other thing, like, the thing with, with, with the Chiefs, like, the key for, for them, honestly... They need to get the running game going. The reason why they were so good, not only because of Patrick Mahomes and like that, you know, that whole offensive crew, but because Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was putting in that work and he was killing defenses almost every single week. Yep, yep. So Schultz, do you think Bills or Buccaneers for the win? I would go Bills. Yeah. They got a stacked offense. They sh- just need to get a good uh, running back. Yeah. I have a question for Jake. The most stacked conference. Or- Division in the league, NFC West. Who do you have coming on top of that? Coming out on top of the NFC West. Ooh, that's gonna be tough. Um, you know, obviously the, the schedule predictions are the schedule is gonna come out. Uh, you know, next week on like you know NFL Network and ESPN two. Um, but to me, I honestly I don't really know who's gonna come out of that division. It's gonna be tough. Every one of those games is going to be a bloodbath, in my opinion. Like, you know. I, but honestly, my my gut tells me, especially with the 49ers, you know, health, health or something, I could really, really see them coming out of the NFC West. I feel like the Cardinals are going to be a little overrated. overrated. Like, it, it won't, it will not surprise me that a team, that team like the Cardinals or the um, the Seahawks will finish this season maybe, you know, like, like 10 or 7 or 9 and 8 and still, and, you know, still miss the playoffs because of how good the division is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right, so... Anyone have any last words before we move on? To yeah, that? so, Tom, you seem to be a very, very, very strong 49ers believer. Uh, how'd you feel about that loss to the Chiefs two years ago? I mean, I don't know what we were doing on that play with Tyree Kill. I don't know how you let him catch that ball. I think our offense played well. Our running backs had an amazing game. The defense just didn't execute on some plays. I just don't think that Garoppolo was good enough to win the Super Bowl, especially against Mahomes. And I think they played, they ran a lot of good plays. I was pretty pissed off that they lost. But I think that 49ers offense, if they return with that same scheme. Plus Trey Lance. Yeah, it was honestly insane. Like, watching their games, they would throw, like, two-yard passes, and they would just get 70-yard plays constantly. I think that offense was one of the most fun, or one of the most entertaining offenses I've seen in a while. And I think they can come back and do that again this year. But I just don't see them getting past the Bucks, in my opinion. Sad to say. Yeah. Do you anyone else last things? Um, you know, honestly, like I definitely think there were some very, very questionable calls. Like, and especially as Tom, as Thomas said, like you know, on that the Tyree Kill uh, play, I thought they were gonna call holding on uh, on Eric Fisher on Nick Bosa because like when I was watching that game, I wasn't watching the film, but when I was like watching that game closely. I can't. I can't even believe the amount of times that, that the Chiefs were, were holding Nick, Nick Nick Bosa, and you know, 
but honestly, the worst call I've ever seen. Like not only that that call was bad, but that George Kittle offensive pass interference call was absolutely terrible. Like it was just a little shove off. Like why is this like new NFL getting so soft? Like I miss the, the good old days when, when when people would knock you in the mouth. When you have the the Ronnie Harrisons, like that Bron- Sean Taylor hit, the in the, 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 Bron- the you yeah, know yeah. Brian Dawkins, the Ronnie Lally. Like, that's what 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 I miss. Not not like the the, the soft you know s word that that we're seeing anymore. It, it's honestly effing disgraceful to see. I have one final question about the Aaron Rodgers situation. Do you see what Terry Bradshaw said about it? Um, said well, that Aaron Rodgers should return to Jeopardy or something like that, and that he's pissed off about it. Well, what do, you think about that? do you think he could be a good Jeopardy host rather than playing in the NFL? Because he did. I, I I feel like he could. I, I feel like he, he could. Um, but honestly, Terry Bradshaw's got no fucking room to to say to say shit. Like, you know, Terry Bradshaw. What was like, you know, Terry Bradshaw was a decent quarterback, but he is what when you have a two hundred twelve to two hundred ten intercept interception like you know ratio like. If they're gonna let Terry Bradshaw get in the Hall of Fame, Eli Manning is definitely getting in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Facts. All right. So I think we said what we need to say about the NFL. We're gonna be moving on to a big controversy in our town. It's a big fight that happened at, at our high school, which caused security having to be implemented. We'll go to that in the next segment. Okay. So we're back from a quick break. Um. So we're gonna be talking about the segment that I just mentioned at the end of the last one about the fight that went down at the high school. In the town we live at, it's a big deal for the people of our town. Um, so AJ Tritola, who was in the last episode, is on set here. He just arrived, so AJ's going to describe the backstory of what happened there. All right, what's up? So, as from my knowledge, there is these out of towners um, that came into Ridgewood, and they were making fun of some kid um, who had autism, and a kid was defending him. And I believe that all the out-of-towners just decided to gang up on the one kid defending him. And from there, it's just a brawl. They start to stomp on him, and that's what I know. One thing I also heard was the kid that fought the person defending the kid with autism uh, was also being a pervert to some of the girls there. And, you know, that's unacceptable. should not be happening. I think they also vandalized our town, our school. They had... They threw porta potties into the brook and they graffitied. They drew an explicit image on the bridge. Jake the Snake, what are your feelings on this? Honestly, fuck them. <laughs> fuck, fuck them. No, uh, honestly, like if you're if you're going to come come in, and this is not for for, for 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 any town. You know, this is for for all towns that you visit. If you're going to go there, treat it with some fucking respect. All right, don't don't like you know vandalize and shit. Because if, if I ever saw you 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 do that and if but I'll, I'll tell you one, one one thing, if you mess with me, you're going to get the fucking business and you're gonna learn how you're you're, you're gonna see how, how that's going to fucking feel. All right. Let's go. I'm going to intim- I'm going to physically intimidate you. I'm going I'm going to do. Shit going on. Like we that. love that. Right, so um. So uh, obviously, obviously, part, Jake the Snake has some very <laughs> strong opinions. Strong opinions on these people. So I'm with them actually. I think this is complete. This is honestly out an of abomination. Pocket. It's an abomination to be honest with you. It, these people are not don't even live here. They're making our town look bad. They're just ruining everything. I don't know if anyone said this already. They've thrown like porta potties into like the lake. It's like it's like dis- disrespectful. Honestly, fuck that. 
Like, who does that? Who who does that? Like, yeah, it's terrible. And now there's going to be security implemented into our town. The fields are going to be closing at 6 p.m. So it affects the rest of the town, even though we're not the ones who did it. And it kind of upsets me. Especially because I know, Jake, you like to do those late-night football sessions, especially at Maple Field. Mm-hmm. And also, like, you know, late-night basketball as well. Like, And obviously, like, I'm, like, 50-50 on the situation. I'm glad, like, you know, the town is definitely, like, you know, like, laying the law, law down, like, and saying, like, hey, like, you know, we're, this isn't, like, not, you know, let's not let the people that, that don't know anything, let's not that let, let them define who we, who we are. Like, we know exactly who we are. We, we, we're mentally tough. But if you can't come, come into to our town, you know, we're not go, going to beat you up or anything. But if you push us to the limit, you don't want to get on, on our bad side. You know, you don't want, 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 want. If you, if you want, if you get on our bad side, then, 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 then come take it from us. You know that that, that that's yeah. exactly what we want. You're you're you're, you're giving us the mental and physical advantage. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. home of, turf as well. Speaking mm-hmm. of fights, what did you think about Jake Paul taking Floyd Mayweather's hat? Fuck Jake Paul, uh, 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 honestly. You know that 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 you know fucking clown douchebag. <laughs> um, no, but 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 seriously though, you know, honestly, I do not like it at all. Like. You know, Jake Paul, like he he set such a, a, a low, st- you know, low standard for um, you know, for, for what how we view box, you know, you know, boxing or like you know MMA and stuff like that. It's literally ma- making it look like MMA and like and honestly, like I just really want 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 to see um, you know, you know, Jake Paul like he he hasn't fought fought anybody good like and especially like considering that it was embarrassing and like the fight against um who who, who was the um the fighter that like you know everybody was saying was, was like you know. Like a terrible pay, one of the worst pay for pay per views. Uh, ben Ashkin, all time. Yeah, Ben Ashkin. Ben but, but that was like top ten pay per view. Yeah, no, I know, but but it wasn't I, a good fight. I think his point is. Yeah, yeah, it was not worth it at all. Like yeah. I feel like you know a horse eating shit is more <laughs> you know, wah, wah, is more is more worth watching than that. So do you think that I know we talked about this on the last <laughs> podcast? I just want to get your thoughts. Do you think Logan Paul is going to lose to Floyd Mayweather? Floyd's going to you know. Men, you know, physically and mentally abuse him. I I totally agree. I think Logan Paul does not have enough experience. I definitely do not see Logan Paul doing well in this fight whatsoever. Did you hear the comment about Logan Paul saying that Floyd Mayweather beat his wife? What do you think about that? You know, obviously Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather has definitely gotten you know a lot of controversy and, and, and stuff like that. But on honestly, um, no one likes an abuser. No, no. Nobody does. Yeah, no, that, that that's facts. But like, but honestly, I feel like more people hate hate Lo- Logan Paul. Well, pe- people hate Logan, but they don't hate Logan as much as, as Jake. And like, and going back to like you know the um the RHS fight. You know, I'm sorry to get off topic, but like, but going back to the RHS fight, like you know there there's a, a line between disrespect and respect. And like, as long here's the thing, like, and and I'm I'm like a lot of friend with, with I'm friends with like you know a lot of like you know you know, out of town kids and stuff like that because of like, you know, basketball and, and stuff like that. You know, the only reason why I was saying that was like, I was just trying to like, you know, lay the law for, for like, you know, what, what, what this town is about. And, um, you know, not, not letting a- anybody that doesn't know what our town is to, to, to find that. And the other thing like that, that I wanted to say was, um, you know, obviously, you know, I, I heard about the fight, you know, because my mom, you know, works on the uh, HSA board. That's how she found out about it. That's what, what she told me because she got the email from Dr. Gorman. Um, but the main thing that I that I feel is like, you know, 
if, if, if you're just coming into our town just like you know have fun and stuff like that like you know we don't care no but, problem but the only reason that 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 we care the only reason why we get on your ass so much and the reason why we why we ride you is because you don't you do nothing but fucking disrespect it you 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 jewel and, and you take up space you take up time in, in, the, in the in the in the fucking parking garage you you throw <laughs> you throw fucking border bodies <laughs> into the brook you know it's terrible and you make and you make fun of a kid that that is autism like that's just fucked up and like and I'm and I'm tell, telling you like that that shit would not have, have, have flown if I was there. That shit would not have flown flown if I was Jake, there. Jake, do you think you would have gotten involved in defending the autistic kid? Oh, absolutely. And I don't care if he beat me up or not. I'm standing up for, for what's right. Wow, and I don't, and I don't care if he if he calls me me a, a p word. I could care less because I know he he's more of a bit a bigger p word than I am. Exactly, totally agree see. with you, Snake. Yeah, like you made a good point earlier. Like it's a tricky situation because it's good they're like making the security thing because we don't like want those people here. But then for like the people that aren't doing anything, you said this. It's just like unfortunate, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like split. Like, like what do you think about the security? Like, are you like with it or against it? Um, as I said earlier, like you know, I'm like you know fifty fifty on it. Um, you know, obviously I, I just like, you know, honestly feel that we obviously definitely, you know, need, need more, you know, more security and stuff like that for like, you know, out of town kids like, and because for the most part, like, you know, richer kids, like, you know, they aren't really doing a- anything wrong, especially like, you know, maybe late at night, you know, you know, who, who knows, but like the main thing like that we got real is like, and we're not saying this for all out of town kids, not all, all out of town kids are, are, are bad. Like, you know, for, for the most part, like, you know, maybe like, you know, most that I know and most that you guys know, like they're actually like, you know, really, really nice. But we're, but the only reason why we're, we're, we're getting upset is because like, you know, they just straight up di- disrespecting our property and, and stuff like that. Yeah. All right, I just want to go on to an NBA question for you, Jake. I know you're a big LeBron supporter. And I mean, you might be. I think no, no, I am. I think you respect his hustle. What do you feel about the Lakers, especially last night? Anthony Davis had back spasms on the court. Do you think that they will make the play-in, or do you think they will have a chance to go back-to-back? I feel like they'll definitely be in the play-in. I, f- I feel like at this point, because, like, how many ga- games are left? Like, you know, four? It's a lot. Like, yeah, three? I think they're, Five, they, definitely, they might not even they're, they might be above the play-in. They're definitely in the play-in, but, like, you know, honestly, like, I can kind of understand. Like, I feel like it's also, like, it's the same thing with, like, the Miami Heat, but I feel like the Miami Heat are, the Miami Heat are definitely under underachieving, in my opinion, but I feel like there's kind of a reason why. You know, obviously, you know, having a pretty short off season, you know, especially you know with the Heat and the uh, and the Lakers, and the thing that, that that like you know a lot of people don't realize like you don't with with like when you win a championship and like I and I realize this with, with the Warrior teams because I'm a, a diehard Golden State Warriors fan like people and like when I when I saw you know my team win you know three titles in four years like people don't understand how much of like not only physically. But how also mentally, how, how much like you know how much that that can take a toll on your body, and I feel like that's like the situation with the Lakers. Like you know, obviously they came into the season with high expectations, especially coming you know off a championship. But honestly, I feel like I kind of expected this as well. Like, and obviously I was saying like you know earlier like if they're healthy, like they're definitely one of the best teams in the league. Even like they could probably win the championship. But I feel like at this point. That they're in the play-in, and even if they do make it, they're probably going to face like a really good good team. And honestly, my favorite coming out of the Western Conference, I got the Phoenix Suns coming out of the Western I'm Conference. Devin you. Booker, I'm with you. The goat, I'm with you. I'm with and, you. and Chris Paul, and Chris Paul's, you know, they're Chris Paul. I feel like 
the thing is, like, I really want Chris Paul to win a ring. Yeah. Like, he's been on so many, so many great teams. Like, and some of it, I feel like he's definitely choked, but but I feel like for the most part, it's definitely like a little bit of unlock, like you know, not non-lock. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, also, I have another question. So, like, Chris Paul's obviously in the MVP discussion. So is Jokic, who I think should win it, but. Your guy Steph Curry. Do you think he deserves it? Like, obviously he's balling out. Like every time I watch the Warriors, that guy's unguardable. Like you can't, you can't. He is balling. You can't do anything to stop him. So like, and then most valuable player. There's always a question with it. Like most valuable, best player, stuff like that. So do you think Steph Curry deserves the MVP, or what do you think? There's definitely a lot of great players that deserve, you know, the MVP. And um, but honestly, and I'm not trying to be biased or anything, because like as much as I love, you know, Jokic and stuff like that. But I definitely think Curry should win it because I feel like without you know Curry, the Warriors would be a lottery t- team this season. Yeah. And I even and I'm even saying that as a Warrior fan and like, but I'm kind of excited for next year and like and the thing is like the thing that people don't realize is like if the Clippers choke again <clears throat> in this in the second round, Kawhi could 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 leave. But I want to ask you know you you guys like besides but could could you see Golden State as a landing spot for Kawhi if they if they do make a sign in trade? And how do you feel like that that would work with Steph and Clay? No way, honestly, no way. Like you don't think like they'll fit or like what do you think? I just that? I don't see him as like a big team player, you know. Yeah, like. <laughs> and then you like, like what? No, nah, but what? I know what you mean. Like I don't know. I can't he, see Stephen Curry and Kawhi Leonard. Exactly. Kawhi Leonard dropping an album. Wait, really? I think so. Dude, does he talk? Like I didn't know. Kawhi <laughs> he talks. Like Kawhi Leonard. Anyway, Steph Curry and Kawhi Leonard. That does not seem right to me. Like Kevin Durant and Steph Curry was different. I feel like Kevin Durant is just a way different player than Kawhi Leonard. If you know what I mean. Like Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant has always like had that like star with him in Oklahoma. He had Westbrook. Kawhi Leonard before the Clippers, he like the Raptors had like Siakam and Lowry and stuff, but there wasn't that second big name player. And then in the Spurs, there wasn't that second like Duncan was at the end of his career when he was like first started with San Antonio, but he's never had, before Paul George, never had that, like, big player, so I'm not sure how it will go with, and he hasn't won a championship with Paul George, I guess Paul George and Steph Curry are different players, but, like, what do you think, like, I I don't think it's match match, to be honest. But the thing, but the reason why I feel like I, I could see it definitely going both ways, you know, but the reason why I could see it fitting is because this would be the first time, Kawhi's obviously played with great point guards before, and, you know, uh, you know, Lowry and, um, and, and Tony Parker. But I feel like this would be the first time he. This would be probably the first time he's playing with a point guard, you know, um, that not only you know, you know, scores a lot, but also just do, he doesn't need the ball at all. And I feel like Kawhi can not only you know play play uh, you know off the ball with, with him, but also could you know with Clay and stuff like that. Like Kawhi, like he wouldn't have to shoot like you know you know like you know ten threes a game or something. Like he could just like do what he does. Like he could slap. He could still slash. He can you know shoot the mid range and he could lock up on defense as well. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, so um, is there any last thing? Like, who do you think is going to win the NBA championship this year? You said the Phoenix Suns, you like them coming out of the West. Do you think they can win it? Or do you think a team more like Brooklyn 76ers, Milwaukee could win it? I feel like, you know, Milwaukee, they've been playing so – Milwaukee needs needs like more respect. They they honestly do. Like, I feel like Milwaukee can be different. Like, the Nets can be beat. I know they didn't have Harden, but, like – But the Net – but we as we've seen in the previous couple of games – you know the pressure is going to wear out on you. Look at look at last year's Clippers. They talked endless amounts of shit about how they're going to win the championship, and you know what? They got their asses embarrassed in the second round by Nikola Jokic. Like while also saying, 
oh, I'm feeling good today. You know, playoff, playoff P, but hit, hits the, the side of the, the effing backboard. And then Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard's look, looking ass is like, <laughs> you know, no, but, but the thing is like, and, but I'm going to explain like, you know, what, how, how much, how, how much similarities I could see with, with last year's Clippers team, you know, that a team that, that like, I think like maybe you guys and a lot of other people were favoring to win the championship. The reason that being is like they're they're in their first year together, you know. There's not really there's a, there's a but there's more cohesion with the Nets because like Paul George did not play most of the season with Kawhi last year. Like Paul George was like you know so on and off and like and that's why like they they lost in the second round. And you know the other thing thing like you know that that we gotta realize is like you know the Nets like the net the, all the pressure is on the Nets, but like but I feel like you know more of that it's going to be good for other teams and like. And the thing is, I feel I still feel like the Nets are, are going, are gonna, you know, pro, you know, they're probably going to win the championship, but it's gonna, it's not really, it's not really going to be easy as many fans are saying because like I see, I could see Philly put, putting up a fight against them. I could see Milwaukee. I could also see New York and Boston also putting up a fight as well. My boys, the Knicks. So I have a question for you, Jake. What are your opinion on super teams in the NBA, and are you a Warriors bandwagon? Um. Well. I honestly, I am, but um, <laughs> you know, um, you know, but um, yeah, but you've stuck with them. You stuck know, with when them. did you become a fan exactly? Like I would say, 2015. I would say. That's respectable. You know, but the thing is, like, I I the rant. I but the thing is, like, you know, Golden State was like, I really liked the Knicks, but like, but Golden State was like the first team like that I really you know fell in love in love with, and like you related to them. That's facts. Um, you know, the other thing, thing like as well, like I also have Sam, you know, family from uh, the San Francisco uh, Bay Area as well, and like, and also I just love, and also I, I actually went to a um, a playoff game. The Warriors were playing the Clippers in the uh, first round. It was like game two or something. Was that you know, the one when Durant and Beverly had the fight, or is that the game before? That was the game before. Yeah, game yeah. two was when they blew the thirty-one point lead, and oh. like, no, me, no, but the the funny the funny thing is, let me tell you. So we were obviously up by thirty one. Me and my mom, we we were we, we were we were like you know pretty cocky. You know we we, we they, it, I was thinking like you know there's no way they're gonna they're they're gonna blow this like you know um there's no there, there's no way that they're they're gonna blow this and like and honestly when when I saw Boogie get get injured I felt like you know I feel like we're still going to make the finals but I don't really see see us like you know winning like you know obviously like you know you definitely need like you know your stars healthy and stuff like that but like I feel like sometimes you know. If people are going to say, you know, that Golden State would not have won if Kyrie and Kevin Love were injured, Kawhi was injured, and CB3 was injured, how come they, they don't have that same energy towards when, when Draymond got suspended in 2016 for game for game five, Andrew Bogut getting hurt, our best rim protector, like, he was giving, the thing is that people don't realize, like, Bogut was giving LeBron hell, hell through, like, the first four, like, you know, four games, like, he was blocking almost everything, yeah. and... The other thing is like Steph Curry. <clears throat> Steph Curry was not 100%. Like and like, if you rewatch some of the highlights and, and stuff like that, you could tell he was not 100% because of like he was not driving at all. He was like, you know, I will not deny he played, you know, awful. But you know, you you definitely need to like awful for Steph Curry. Awful for Steph Curry, definitely. <laughs> you know. What are your opinions on forming super teams? Are you against it as a Warriors fan yourself? 
Uh, not really, because I know like you know how hated they are, and like I remember how how hated Golden State was like when they got KD. Like, but I feel like they were more hate they they were hated even before, you know, when they got KD. Like nobody hated Steph and Clay, you know. Um, but um, nobody hated Steph and Clay. More people just hated Draymond because of like you know the uh, the aggressive nature that he had, and also kicking uh, Steve Adams in the uh, in the you know what, um, <laughs> you know um, you know twice. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the, uh, but I'm not gonna lie. Like my favorite, that that playoff game, even though they blew a 31 point lead, like there's nothing lo- lo- like you know, Oracle Arena in the playoffs. Like nobody could could go in there and win, especially in the 16 and one run. Like even though Kawhi was injured, like that's like probably a top five team in NBA history. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So before we wrap it up, Jake the Snake, we talked about this briefly. You play basketball yourself. Like, how would you describe your game, and like, what type of player would you compare yourself to? Um, I'm kind of like a um, you know, like a shooter. I'm I'm like you know a little bit of a role player. Like, I, my defense is definitely you know improved. Like, I try to like you know my goal as a defensive player is like you know <clears throat> make make the other guys uh you know life on offense a living hell. Um. Yeah, you know, but I also I feel like I can like you know drive a lot and, and stuff like that. Like if people are you know respect, if they come out you know close to me. I'm definitely you know I, I can definitely you know drive by them. I could definitely like you know draw contact and stuff like that. I'd say I'm a little bit like like a mix of like you know Clay Thompson and uh, Carmelo Anthony a little I like bit. That. I like that. So I played with Jake myself. I think he's a big leader on the court. You get us hyped before the game. And one thing I want to mention: semifinals of the playoffs. Jake the Snake hit a game clinching three. Do you remember that? Yeah, no, because uh, Luke was being a little bit of a dumbass and, like, you know, not, you know, guarding out. And, and, and like, you know, the coach was, like, you know, yell, yelling at him. I remember the coach. Who, I, I don't remember who the the, uh, the coach. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, he got – no, he, he was friends with us. Like, he got super pit, pissed, pissed at Luke. And, like, but the thing is, like, when we were playing that team in the semis, that team was all Roger Gaylord. That team and, – and we knew what our game plan was, like, because we had traded for some, you know, guys, like, earlier we made some – yeah, you know, we traded for you. Wait, I think what we, league was this? No, it was, it was oh. an Irish game. Hey, just, just letting you guys know, Thomas is an absolute bucket. Bucket from three. Oh, facts. You know, like, what do you think about my game, Jake? I think your, your game is definitely good. Like, you know, the, the way I would describe Thomas's game is like he's like a, bru- like a bruiser. He's like a um, kind of like a Zach Randolph. Like he could definitely shoot the mid-range. He could definitely drive. He can, you know, lock up like people. That comparison you, you know, um, You know, in the post and stuff like that. But... Well, when we went into that semifinal game, like I think, because we already had me, we already had Badge. I think we had a uh, Peter. Ian Bajraktari, well. what a bucket! He is nasty. He's like Kyrie. He's, he's like when I when I see him, he's like Kyrie Irving. Yeah. You know, I'm uh, loving all these comparisons. I'm loving the comparisons. Yeah, what would you compare Pete McHugh to? Um, I'd say maybe Tim Dunk. Maybe uh, you know, Tim Duncan. I'd say but Pete's actually per, per, you know pretty good at basketball though he's, you know, yeah he was on my team he improved Jake a lot. what are the main points you're looking to focus on in this offseason this offseason um for your own game for my own game just to try and you know get faster you know get 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 stronger um you know obviously like you know I, I feel like I've been using my body a lot more. I've been getting a lot better at that. Um, I also got to like, I feel like, you know, also just like, you know, ma- ha- keeping the same mentality because like too many times I'll see people, you know, getting settled, like 
you don't want to get settled on being mediocre. You want to aim, aim, aim for, for being like the greatest, you know, that, that you could possibly be. And that's what I, what I feel like, you know, as Thomas was mentioning with our team, like when we traded for, for Thomas, like, I feel like, you, we, you know, we knew like we, we could, we could go to the, uh, to the championship and like, and the thing is like, as well, like when we went into that game, like we, what our game plan was, we, we knew like, we're just going to like, you know, shut down the paint. We're not the one player we do. We do not want to beat uh, us to let us beat. We do not want to let Roger beat us. And we did a good job of stopping him. No, definitely. Did so, you guys win the championship? No, sadly not. We no, lost. we we lost. <laughs> no, dude, dude, no, Ty, Ty, no, there, there's like you know, Ty. I think he's like uh, maybe like you know, two grades or uh, you Ty know. Ty used to get below. Maybe yeah. he had a big three pointer. Who else was on that team? I think Dewey was on that team. Nat, Chris Nagy was on that team as well. You know, they were a good team. You know, they they were definitely very very well coached and um. You know, Dewey, Dewey didn't really do do much. Like we kind of, he he had like a layup, but like we, we kind of held Dewey in check. Like especially you know Bash. Um, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. Like you know, I, I had a pretty terrible game myself. Same. I didn't do much in that game. It was disappointing. I feel like Sam did, definitely had a, a really good uh, you know de- defensive game plan for us. Like I'm not. I feel like maybe trying to like you know maybe like remember as much as I can. Like I feel like his game plan was like. They're just gonna face guard, guard me the whole the whole game. They're not going to let Thomas in, into the paint, um, and like you know the game plan worked and like and like I feel like the, but the team that was favored though in that camp was uh was Jordan Rogers and uh, Javin Owitz's team. Yeah, I was on that team originally. We were undefeated, but they took me off because it was too overpowered. That, that that is true. Like no, you guys were do- You guys were really really good though. But I feel like the best camp team I was ever on like. It was, but the thing is, it was actually legit, like unfair. Like there was nothing. It was me, JT, and Jack Ford, and, and uh, Jack Forge. Wow, that, that was team. like you know, OOP. But um, our our team was was definitely good. Like we were underdogs, um, you know, but we knew all, all along that you know we we, we were going going to win. Did you win the trip? We well, the team with uh with with Forge and yeah. Uh, yeah, we actually won. We we dom we dominated that that game. That's awesome. The energy that 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 I bring like. You know the energy. I also like. I'm also yeah. a very energetic player. Yeah, like, Jake. One thing I I love about your game uh, is your energy on the court. Yeah, well, you really you really like to get to get everyone going and and you get yourself going. You know. Mm-hmm. It was your pregame speeches. Can you uh, recreate one? Yeah. Can you just recap it real quick? Just like give it us one right on the mic. The game. We were in the huddle. Yeah. Hey. No. Nobody th- thinks we're going, going. We're going to win this game. Well, you know what? Those, those people are dumb. We, we, we know with, with, with the men in, 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 on this team that we can do anything we want. So we, we know we're going to win. Let, let, let's go let's go do it. Let's go punch our ticket and let's go 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 win this championship. Let, let's go, boys. Oh yeah. Yeah, that, that would definitely get me hyped up for the game to be honest. Like that would make me want to win instantly, honestly. I, I also love the uh, who's got my back. I got your back. Okay. Who, <laughs> I, know I, know you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. I always get hype on getting back on D. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I was like, we need a star. Yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So before we go, real quick, on Instagram, I mentioned this. You wrote like a speech if you were like a coach or something like that. You want to just like quickly like recap those like key moments and like just passionate, the passionate stuff about it. You know, obviously, like you know, obviously want to be a basketball coach, but like you know, obviously I also want to like you know, you know, major in like you know, marketing and, and stuff like that. You know, my 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 philosophy as a coach is just like. You know, be be physical with the other team. Let, let's play rope rope a, rope a dope with them. You know, and, and if, if rope if you don't know what that means, it's like even though it's a boxing technique, it's used in like you know we we want to not only tire them out, 
we want to physically I- I- intimidate them. Yeah. We 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 want to play defense like where we're not we're not letting them get past half court. And if if they pick up the ball, we're trapping it. We're intercept. We're if they throw like a, a shit lo- lo- lollipop pass, you know, we're, we're picking that off. And we're taking it straight to the casa if we got if we get a um, you know a uh, a layup. But if we don't get if we don't have the layup, you know we're we're just gonna pull it out. We're we're gonna run our half court sets and stuff like that. And some of my expectations as a coach, like just give it one hundred percent. You you got like you know I'm just going to be like you know a player's coach and stuff like that. I'm obviously you know going to have like you know high energy and stuff like that. I'm gonna try and like you know drop as 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 best plays as possible. You know, give like you know best strategies and stuff like that. I'm also going to use like you know move, movies and stuff like that. I'm going to show them like inspirational uh, sports movies I and like stuff that. like that. I like yeah. that. It's a great, so, it's a great coach. I have two questions. First of all, are you planning on um, basing your coaching career off any coaches in particular, or Coach Thomas here in Ridgeville? Um, definitely Coach Thomas. I definitely learned a lot, you know, from from him. I, even though I played for him, you know, only one year, like he definitely gave me, you know, the uh, the confidence, you know, especially like you know considering other people that you know they've been playing. You know, hoops club almost their entire life and like you know obviously that was like you know my first year like but the problem with that team though like and i'm not blaming it on anybody like we just didn't really have that good of chemistry yeah. to, to be honest and but the other thing like i also try to like you know do it maybe like you know a little bit of like you know greg popovich uh you know bill belichick and uh, nick saban like and also you know a little bit of tom coughlin as well so where do you see yourself coaching um, I could see myself, you know, coaching maybe like you know, you know, an AAU team or something or something like that, or maybe if I'm lucky, you know, you know, co- coaching back here here at Ridgewood. Um, that's awesome, man. You know, but like, but I'm the thing is, but the thing is as well, like the three things I'm going to preach to my the five things I'm going to preach to my players, like have fun, you know, um, team team comes first, account accountability, discipline you know, leadership, you know, situational basketball, you know, obviously the situations are never going to come up, but whenever they do come up, we, you need to be ready, you know, um, to, to execute them when the matter, when the moment matters most. And the other thing is, um, you know, obviously, you know, we're going to have structure, we're going to have, di- you, know, you know, discipline, as I said earlier, like just a lot of the good things that, you know, a, a good coach wants, like obviously, like, you know, also having like a relationship with his players. Yeah. What do you think is the thing as a coach that's gonna piss you off the most? And can we get a reaction to what you'd say to your players? Um, not giving one hundred percent. You know, di- disrespect disrespecting the coach. Um, you know, my my reaction if um if we no maybe not messed up but like you know you know gave gave it given like a half ass however this is my reaction like what are we doing out there? We we look like a bunch of fucking lazy dog dogs out there. I'm obviously not not going to curse because if I was coaching an AAU a young AAU team, I would not want them to hear that. Like we look like a bunch of lazy dogs. Like where's the energy? Where where's like the things like that that I told you? This is the exact reason why we're losing this game. Come on, like come on guys. Like I've been in this situation many times before. I know you you guys have too. So let's regroup. Let, let's make sure we play our game. Let's make sure we, 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 we lock their ass up on defense. You know, let's make sure we, 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 we do the, the, the fundamentals. We, let's make sure we do everything the right way. And I promise you guys, we're going to come back and we're, and we're going to win this game. Yeah, honestly, like, with that type of coaching, if you want to, you can make it far. You know your stuff. You, you have the speech to do it. You know your, you just know everything. You know how to connect with the players. You know, if you continue, I think you, if you wanted to, 
you can go far with coaching. Schultz, do you have anything to say? You know, one thing I've noticed about your motivational speaking is a, a, a quote from you actually is, you need to go out there and fucking earn it. You know, what situation would you, would lead you to be saying that to kids you're coaching? Um, I, Probably, like, you know, overcoming, you know, adversity. like, And also, like, you know, anything, you know, just, like, overcoming adversity. And also just, like, you know, trying to um to challenge yourself. Like, you know, you don't compete against the the, the team or, or or anybody or anybody on your team. You compete against yourself, and and, th- and you know that you've known that since since you were a baby. Like, you always compete against yourself. You always try to try to break the records that 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 you set for yourself. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, so I think we said most of the things we need to say. Unless anything, one has anything else. I don't think we do. So. Uh, well, forgot to say, Timmy came in for the set quickly. Anything you want to say into the mic, Timmy? How's it going? All right, that, that's it. All right, so thank you to Schultz and Thomas for showing up, and AJ and Timmy, and especially thank you to Jake the Snake. That was our longest episode yet and our best episode. Let's give it up for that. No, I, I appreciate, you know, ha- having friends like you guys, you know, and yeah. definitely, like, you know, let, letting me come on. So, you know, l- l- let's end it right there. Let's hopefully, you know, get to episode four. Hopefully, it's going to be another banger. Yeah, yeah, facts. Oh, yeah, Jake. Do you have any final words for the audience, what they should do with their lives, how they should move on from here? Um, just do it. Just try to do everything the right way. Obviously, nobody's perfect. You know, we all we all know that, you know. But the most that, that you can do is, is like, the limits that, 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 you, that you set for yourself, the goals that you set, that you set for yourself. And, like, obviously, like, you know, some people they, they want to set low standards, but like, but sometimes like they were they were they were, they were raised that way, and like, and sometimes like I feel like you know with, with you know kids and stuff like that, like you gotta have like the right structure, and like, and that's the exact thing like that that good coaches do, like, and if you look at like you know coaches like John Calipari and like you know most of the players that like you know other great bas you know, um you know good good basketball coaches have had like they they they've come from like you know not you know not so great areas, and like you know Calipari like you know debt and uh, you know. Coach K and like you know Bayheim, they definitely saved them. And the other thing is like, just try to be the best version of yourself every day. Just like you know, be kind. Just like because being kind and polite is definitely going to get you far in, in this world. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Jake. So, if you want to come back on anytime, we appreciated your presence being here. Definitely gave us some great content here. Um, so thanks everyone for showing up and Descast out. We'll see you episode four.